you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? All right, guys, here we go. The technical, the fun part. I just love diving into this. Like we talked about before in mindset, this is what I use to distract myself. So I've gotten pretty good at figuring out technical or detailed things because that's where my mind automatically goes when I don't want to do the stuff I don't want to do. So let's dive into that. So thinking about our businesses as entrepreneurs, no matter what level we are, what kind of strategy should we use to make sure that our businesses have the foundation set so we can just build with abandon. All right, let's do it. Let's like legal nerd out here. Okay. (laughs) I've got virtual glasses on. Let's do it. So there are five things and we can talk about this from an entry level standpoint and then from a growth standpoint, right? Number one, do you have a separate corporate entity that is distinct from you personally? Because if you don't, if you're just DBA doing business as, then you're exposing your personal assets and you're commingling them with your business assets. If something were to happen to you personally, they could also come for your business assets or vice versa. So talk to your accountant about the way you want to structure that, but an LLC, but you need to have a separate corporate entity. That's just basic do it. Spend the $200 it takes, or in California, it's a lot more, but spend the money it takes to just get that in place. Number two. So I like to think of contracts. Number two and three are your contracts. Who are your clients? Who are you contracting with? And what does that relationship look like? We've all done as entrepreneurs, the client avatar, where we know sort of roughly who they are and what they're like and what they don't like and age and all the things. But it's the same thing with a client contract. What do you want that client journey to be? Get really clear on that and then build your relationship with your clients around that level of clarity about how the relationship is going to work. What are the expectations? What's the give and take? When does the relationship start? When does it end? What's the compensation? Relationships are built on clarity. So client contracts, you ready for number three? Yes. Okay. Number three is collaboration contracts. Who are you working with? Who are you building with? Are you building a business with other people? If you are, goodness, bless you. Get really clear on who's responsible for what and when and what you're going to do with the money that comes in and how it's allocated or how it's reinvested in the company. If you are two separate entrepreneurs, 
there's a lot of affiliate relationships in this space. Get really darn clear about what that looks like. And the relationship will last a lot longer, right? Number four is your brand and your content. Your brand is your trademark. Your content is copyright. There are a whole lot of details we could dive into there, but making sure you've got your brand and content protected is critical. And number five, most of us have a website and we are required by law if we're collecting information to have a privacy policy in place. Oftentimes we need a cookie policy in place. We're not required by law to have terms and conditions of use in the website, but it doesn't hurt to say these are the rules for playing in my sandbox. So there we are. Wow. Okay. So in five steps in the matter of probably what, 90 seconds, two minutes at the most, you just outlined the basic foundation that we all need as entrepreneurs. And out of that, depending on where we are, we bring different things to all five of those things. So if we are an actual corporation, an S corp, a C corp, all those kinds of things that's taken care of there. If we're an LLC as a corporation, LLC as a partnership, LLC as a sole proprietor, you can have all those things as well. All those details are taken care of. And then all the way through to, for example, myself, if I'm selling courses and I'm gathering data and gathering information, I want, yes, a privacy policy on my site, but I also need a terms of use and outlining my refund policy if I have one, outlining you know all the details of how I'm going to use the information and how I expect them to use the information. All those things are so detailed. That's where your that strategy you just outlined, you can take that and put that into any particular client that you might consult with, I can imagine. Is that how you do it? And then you go in and and help them? That's right. If we're getting started, we're going to go through each of those things at an entry level point and figure out how to do it in a way that's most economical for the client who's just getting started. The danger point is somebody who started three years ago who did all of that, or maybe kind of did that. They grabbed something off the internet, put their name on it, did the things. They feel pretty good, but their business is growing. If you don't understand what's in the lawyer words that are in those documents or on those things on your website, then you're not empowered. And It's not a set it and forget it situation because as you grow, your business changes, your business exposure changes, your needs change, the way you deal with clients changes, the way you deal with affiliates changes, the leverage changes. And so I would encourage you to just take a look at each of those things on at least an annual basis to make sure it still reflects the way your business operates. Absolutely. I have to be honest and say that I'm really trying to not to get scared. Scared? <laughs> I, you know, don't get scared. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. a, I got to do that and I got to do that. And no, it's okay. No. Relax. No. This is yeah. fine. Nobody's dying. You're okay. No. I used to drive an ambulance. So I always go back to that and go, okay, nobody's dying. I'm fine. <laughs> Right. But do you find that a lot of people bring that kind of emotion into these conversations? I think people avoid these conversations 
because, because of that emotion. Of that emotion. Yeah. I never want to deal in scare tactics or fear that is disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. I only want to empower business owners to understand what they need to do for their business as an owner. And mm-hmm. empowered business owners understand these things and they're not as complicated as law school would like to make it out. <laughs> right. So how yeah. do we get over that? What can you say to us who might be afraid and just wanting to avoid these kinds of conversations and using that fear to just avoid them? If I put my head in the sand, it'll all go away and it'll be fine. What can you say to us to help us get over that and do it anyway? A couple of things. Number one, we can only eat an apple one bite at a time. So break it down, find somebody in your world that you relate to on the legal front that can help you break it down one bite at a time with your budget in mind. Okay. Let's be respectful of that. The second thing I would say is education, right? You are a business owner. That's powerful. That's amazing. And so take the time to educate yourself on the business side of things. And it sounds kind of unfun on the front end, but the more you do it, I've found with clients, the more we have these conversations, like I had a conversation today. Okay. Ashley, if I send a client a proposed contract, isn't it the kind thing to do to have them sign it in advance or like have me sign it and then send it to them? Well, maybe, but if they're going to change the contract, then you've got a mess on your hands. So let's empower your processes and how you do this. Let's figure this out because I want you to need me or somebody like me less and less. So what you mean by that, what I hear you saying is that if you're going to send an agreement or a contract over to a client and you agree on it first, you send over the actual contract, the way it's written, make sure that there's no negotiations you have to do before you put it in, let's say a a sign request or a sign now to actually have the signature on the document. Is that what you're saying? Well, okay. Let's talk about contracts. There are a couple of different types of contract negotiations. If you are a coach or you're starting a mastermind and you want to send some legal terms over about this is how we're going to work together, often there's very little leverage on the client's part. They are going to agree to whatever you tell them because you've got the leverage. They want to work with you. They're going to agree to your terms. I see you nodding your head. Yeah. Okay. Different kind of contract interchange is two businesses that are fully formed, figuring out how they're going to work together. And they know they want to, but they want to get really clear on how they're going to do that. There's a little bit more even leverage on both sides. And Mm -hmm. so there's going to be a back and forth exchange of contracts or contract terms, ideas, the way we're going to work together, that back and forth is important. Don't agree to sign it until you've reached agreement. 
right? Yeah. So that's like my agency. So I have both of those scenarios. I have an agency where I propose to do work for a client. We negotiate the type of work I'm going to do, the amount it's going to cost, their part in the work, my part in the work. That's the second thing that you just talked about, where we both have leverage. We both have the ability to negotiate those terms. I also have a training arm where that same thing, if I'm going to do a mastermind and I'm promising to do certain things and they need certain things from me in terms of education, then here are the parameters under which I agree to provide that training. And that's the first thing you mentioned. So yeah, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why you need to have this type of foundation understood by you, even that basic strategy right there, if you understand that strategy, the time that you need to spend in actually creating the document is much less if you actually understand the type of contract you need to have created. Brilliant. Wow. All right. Any last bit of wisdom and advice that you would provide for the entrepreneurs listening at whatever stage they are to allow for them to actually protect themselves as much as they can so that they can do what they love to do? Again, I love your term with abandon. <laughs> I love doing things with abandon. I know, it's, probably, it's great. It's probably counterintuitive to being an attorney, but you know. Yes. Get these things in place. I had a call with a client the other day. She's a musician and she was negotiating a contract for her work to be used by another party. And what was that going to look like? And this whole process was very daunting because there were lawyer words involved. And once we broke it down, literally her words were, I feel so free I feel so free because now I understand this. I feel protected. My work is protected. My creativity can flow. There was a block there. And I just want that for so many creators out there who are giving their heart and soul. If you can get these things locked down and it's not the most fun thing on your list, but if you can do it, there is a freedom involved on the other side of it. And I have to really caution you, this is something that just like Ashley's saying, it will allow you to be more free in all the ways that you serve your own clients. It doesn't sound fun. It sounds scary. It's all those things, but just like accounting, just like any of the other fundamental parts of your business, when you just understand the basics of how they're done, you can then hand that over to the person who is qualified to create that document or create that terms of use or create that privacy policy, create that agreement or contract, and then be free to do the things that you do. So I highly encourage you, especially if you are in any kind of creator business, any business specifically, but if you're a coach, if you're a course creator, if you're any kind of an artist or creator, you need to contact Ashley if this has been helpful to you because uh, she has many opportunities to be able to work with her. It's not as daunting as it might seem. It's not like you have to spend $50,000 up front. Okay. I get it. It's scary. (laughs) There is investment that you have to make in everything that you do in your business. But if you do this, then all the other investments that you make will feel more free, like Ashley's saying. So Wow. Thank you for that. I so appreciate you spending your time and wisdom and energy with us. Thank you for having me and for giving a platform to a topic that isn't 
like the sexiest thing on the menu. (laughs) But I do hope folks find somebody who will walk arm in arm with them for their business, tuned into their business. And I just cannot wait to see what people create as a result of this. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own.